Hello everyone and welcome back to the Capella podcast. This week we have a world-class expert on ADHD join us. Her name is Leslie Joselle. She is an award-winning entrepreneur, author and internationally acclaimed speaker. She is the founder of Order Out of Chaos, a company that has a clear mission and this mission is to provide hands-on education, guidance and coaching to parents and their kids, so the students, through customized products, programs, so all children can develop the necessary skills they need to experience success in learning and in life. Leslie is also the author of The Academic Planner, a tool for time management, a planner that helps students develop and master time management skills, and she wrote a book called What's the Deal with Teens and Time Management, which is a step-by-step -step guide for parents to teach their teens about time management skills and how to succeed in learning. So I'm very, very, very thrilled to have Leslie join us here today um, because she has some amazing advice and I would highly, highly, highly encourage everybody to listen to until the end. Without further ado, let's listen to Leslie. Before we start, as usual, we have the filmed interview available on our YouTube channel. If you guys want to see Leslie speak rather than just listen. And now let's get on with the interview. Hi, everyone. Today I'm joined with the amazing Leslie Jozel. Uh, hi, Leslie. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Um, I can't wait. I think we're going to have a great discussion. Yes, me too. I'm very, very excited to have you on. Thank you so much for, for accepting the invite. Oh, um, so why don't you introduce yourself first? Um, tell us a bit about yourself, your background, what you've done so far sure. and who you are. So I always say that I am very old. I have been in the ADHD and executive functioning space for 19 years now, um, which is a little crazy if you think about it. So um, I'm an academic um, academic coach and parenting coach. Um, so I'm an academic coach for students who have ADHD and learning disabilities, um, as well as a parenting coach. So I think what's really lovely is I come to the table sometimes with three hats on. I wear the student hat. I wear the professional hat, but I also wear the parent hat because not only do I parent coach, I also am a parent of a child that has um, ADHD and executive dysfunction. But I started my company, Order Out of Chaos, ooh, I want to say back in 2004. And you have to remember back then, there were no podcasts, there were no, you know, there were no resources. I don't think the internet at that time was even as, you know, it wasn't. It really wasn't a place that was as big and bright as it is now. So I had to really rely on my own instincts and resources to figure out ways to untangle my son's worlds, both at home and at school. And back then I did things you might consider revolutionary, maybe not so much now because we have so much more research and understanding of how the brain works. But what I realized for my son, and I think this is even important, is that what he didn't see didn't exist. Mm -hmm. So simply taking doors off rooms or doors off closets was so helpful for him because I took away what I call a barrier entry. Um, I took the dresser out of his room and I lined the floor with clear bins. 
that were labeled, he could read. So he did have words that said pajamas or, you know, pants and things like that. Because I also knew that if something took him more than two or three steps to do, he wasn't going to do it. Mm -hmm. Very long. So I did a million other things like that. I really redid my house top to bottom, as well as helped him in at school. And I had a dear friend who saw what I did. She was a therapist. And she said, I have a client who has four boys under the age of 10, all who have ADHD, you need to go and do this at their house. Mm -hmm. So at the goodness of my heart, I went within two weeks, I had four phone calls from friends of that woman. Her name was Karen saying, can you come? I saw what you did at Karen's house. I have kids with ADHD. No one has ever figured out like systems and structures and ways and I turned to my husband, it's a true story. And I said, but I don't do this for a living. Like I actually had a job that I worked four days a week. I was the head of a, like a not-for-profit. I was the executive director at the time. And my husband who has ADHD and that is important goes, well, you do now. Just like that. And I'm like, and I'm so, I'm such a Virgo. I'm such a linear thinker. I can't always see the forest from the trees. I'm like, well, what do I call myself? Like, I don't even know. He goes, what around chaos? But like, I don't have a phone. He, everything was like no big deal for him because he was that out of the box creative thinker. Mm-hmm. Within a month, I quit my real job. Um, and 19, so I started my business going house to house, door to door. 19 years later, um, we are a c- online global virtual community of over 75,000 parents, students, teachers, and related professionals who come to us for products, for programs, for workshops, for webinars, and for coaching, all to help their students be successful and learning and in life. Um, We also have a major product division where we sell academic planners. And I write, and I think this is good too, because it's a great resource. I write the Dear Dear ADHD Family Coach column for Attitude Magazine. It's a weekly column. I bring these to your views. I write books. I speak all over. So we have a lot, lot going on here at, um, at Order at Chaos. That's such an amazing story. It's very inspiring. And it's crazy that you had this kind of, I mean, you say your husband's the creative one, but you were creative enough to come up with all these, you know, hacks. Right. You know what? You're right. It's very funny when I say to people, I'm not creative. And they're like, but look at the things you thought to do. I'm like, you're right. I think for me, I'm much more that it would, I would never have started a business. And if I, if it wasn't for him and the joke is I was virtual 12 years ago, I was doing, you know, webinars before webinars, webinars only because what I was finding um, is that even as the internet exploded, even as there was information out there, first of all, too much information can be harmful, right? People don't know what to believe or what to focus on. But what I really found was that people were craving community, they were craving connection and they were craving conversation. And I wanted all of that when Eli was diagnosed. And so, yes, 19 years later, Order Out of Chaos looks drastically different than when we started. But what I'm the most proud of is that our mission has never changed. Mm -hmm. We are still like, I know this can sound corny, but at our team meetings, when we all get together, the first thing we do is recite our mission because Mm -hmm. we need to make sure that 
every initiative we do, every project we do, every webinar we launch, every product we create. I'm going like that because all our products are over here. <laughs> Does it stay true to who we are serving? And we are a very heart-centered, community-focused um, company that's mm -hmm. highly profitable. And I think that's actually pretty amazing that yes. we can we can do both. That's so amazing that you were able to hire all these people and bring everyone together for such a good cause. Um, that's truly, uh, you know, the result of certainly a lot of hard work and a lot of vision. Um, so that's extreme. I think it's also, and I, I know we have a lot of listeners, I think it's, and I, listen, the academic coaching, parent coaching ADHD world is a small one. The very, we all know each other, mm -hmm. right? But I think when you bring to the table that level of parenting that you yourself are a parent of a child. I remember the very, very early stages of my company. Um, when I was building it, I would literally be with you. I, you know, in the late afternoon, early evening, trying to figure things out for him, parent him. Some, some were good moments, some were not great moments. And I'm being careful because he's 24 now and he's given me permission to say these mm -hmm. things. And then I would go to a local high school to give a talk for, you know, for parents about ADHD and executive functioning. And I would look at them and I'd go, let me tell you how I just left my son. And mm -hmm. instantly there was this connection of she understands, she mm -hmm. gets it. She's one of us. Mm -hmm. I might have been through it a little bit. So I think that parenting hat is the key, yeah. that, that understanding of, I actually really do know what you're going through. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so, you know, here on this podcast, we like to talk a lot about parenting. Yes. Um, so, um, you know, there's really two aspects to parenting and ADHD. There's one parenting a child that has ADHD, which you kind of touched on already. Um, and I'd love to kind of, you know, get your, your advice on, you know, what to do when you, your child just gets diagnosed with something like ADHD. But there's also the other side of like, a lot of people have ADHD themselves and what yes. happens when they become parents and, um, you know, becoming a parent, your whole world is impacted. Um, but if you have ADHD, there might be like additional issues and ways to deal with them. So yes. there are the two big kind of, you know, points that I see in terms of like parenting and ADHD. Oh, there's um, another whole layer. I agree with you. I know what, you're, what I hear you saying is that there are many kids that have been diagnosed and a lot of what's out there, the information we provide is, you know, come up with systems and strategies that, listen, it's what I did. I am not, I do not have ADHD. So I was able to, um, mm -hmm. Keep, keep a house that was calm, keep a house that had consistent routines, keep, keep a house that was highly structured and forward thinking because those types of, those types of tasks, and they are tasks, and they are all about executive functioning, and they're all easy for me because mm -hmm. I don't struggle. So what I want everybody to know, and I know we're going to get into it, is that if you are diagnosed, and this is actually for parents, this is for children too, but we're talking to the parents right now. Mm -hmm. If you've been diagnosed with ADHD, you automatically have what is called executive dysfunction. Mm -hmm. Okay, They go hand in hand. But what's fascinating is the reverse is not true. Mm -hmm. So you could struggle with executive functions, but not necessarily been diagnosed or have ADHD. So we don't always focus on the ADHD. We really focus 
on the executive functions because your executive functions tell your story. Mm -hmm. They're very granular. They're how you act. They control your organizing. They control your time management, which mm -hmm. means they, they also control your planning, your prioritizing, all of that stuff. They control your focus, your effort, you know, your ability to sustain effort, mm -hmm. I want to say, or to initiate. They control your working memory. I always say that's your remembering to remember. <laughs> it controls your impulsivity or what I like to call self-leadership. And it controls your mood. Believe it or not, mood regulation. And I personally think mood regulation is the most important one because when, when your mood has taken over, right, nothing else is going to work. None of your executive functions are going to be in play. Yeah. So I think it's important for you out there, even if you have if you have ADHD or executive dysfunction, that you know what that actually even means or what yeah. it looks like. And as that parent, I'm assuming you're struggling, like you're probably saying, I can't even get out the door on time. I can't even remember what I have to buy at the grocery store. Notice I didn't say man or woman, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. How am I supposed to make sure that my child gets out the door on time and my child is remembering it is it is a level of I just you know think of like a boulder that's just sitting on top of your head and it's crushing and it's crushing mm -hmm. and it's crushing so there is a lot to unpack there like mm -hmm. as a like what systems and structures have you put into place mm -hmm. now I'm gonna I'm gonna address this as if you are with a partner I use me as that example, like my, and I am, I'm allowed to say this. My husband has ADHD as does my son. So one of the things we did very, very, very early on is we, we played to our strengths. Mm -hmm. And I think that is really an important thing as a partnership, whatever that partnership looks like in your home. Mm -hmm. Is there somebody in your house that is more detail oriented? That is the organized one that does have that forward thinking, that forward thinking brain. Because what I did in my house is I was that structured, but what I loved about the fact that my husband, so here's where the good news comes in if you have some ADHD in you and so does your child is there's an empathy that you bring to the table and an understanding that your partner who doesn't might not, can't, just can't. You know, I'm very upfront about the fact that I don't, I, I live it, I work it, I smell it, I live in it all day long, but I do not have it. Yeah. Whereas my husband can really hone in on my son and, and, and talk to him about things that work for him, can identify his struggles, can work with him as he was getting older to make things more fun and more exciting. Mm -hmm. So what I want you to do as parents, if you have it, is tap into what actually is working for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we know like, so for time management, for example, what I would do is as much visual support as you can do in your home will ease the burden on you and also ease the burden on your children. The same thing with organizing. Take the closet door off so you can see inside. Get rid of the dressers. So all they have to do is put stuff in a bin. See what I'm doing? Leave things out, hang things vertically because we tend to see our, believe it or not, we see our vertical space 
before we see our what's the word I'm looking horizontal space. So what I want, get down on your child's level mm -hmm. and organize things or put things in a way that they can access. What you want to do also is unburden your brain. Mm -hmm. So how much can you offload? Are you on your hands and knees at their eye level when organizing a space? Mm -hmm. What is their favorite color? Get everything that maybe my did that for my son. He loved blue. So everything was blue because he recognized that color, which made it easier for me in the morning to tell him to go get dressed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's his, what's their favorite music? Tap into that and play that in the morning to get them up and out. Yeah. Make things as fun as possible because we all they, we need that, but make it as visual as possible. I, love I could go on and on and give you a million tips, but I think what we're doing here is there's two sides to this coin. It's what can I do as the parent that has it to ensure that my child's getting what they need. Mm -hmm. But I want you also to look at it as it can also be a gift that you can connect with your child and have that empathy and have these crazy out of the box strategies mm -hmm. that work for you. Like, can I, can I share something else? Yes, of course. So I grew up sitting at a desk doing homework, right? Very old school. That was the old school way. You walked into your room, you sat at a desk, it was quiet and you closed the door. Yes. Never. And that worked for me. Never dawned on me to play loud music. It never dawned on me to walk around my house. But my husband flips on the music the minute he sits down to work. And I mm -hmm. noticed that my son gravitated to that. I noticed that my son liked to move around the house. So my husband said one day, why don't we put Eli in the bathtub? Mm -hmm. Let him do homework in the bathtub. I'm like, in the bed. And this, I'm an ADHD coach. I'm like, in the bed. He's like, I love that idea because it was fun. It was different. And he would go to, he would take his pillow. He would sit in the, no water. And he would yeah. sit in the, And so we started playing games. Mm -hmm. where we would hide homework around the house and mm -hmm. wherever he would find it is where he would do it. Wow. Um, for a 13 year old with ADHD, that's fun. Yeah. Right. Like where's my science? It's on top of the toilet. Where's my English? It's under the kitchen table. But it was because my husband who had the ADHD was able to tap into things that were a little more out of the box. So I want to go back to the, that whole, like, if you have a partner at home, mm -hmm. figure out what your strengths are and who's better able to connect on certain things offload. Like I have to say one more thing, cause I know I'm not giving you any chance to speak. No. But there's a lot of this. Look, we know that's called emotional labor where mm -hmm. a lot of households, the women carry that burden of the planning, the prioritizing, the remembering, the gift buying, the, yeah, we, and so if you are a woman with ADHD, imagine the load that you are feeling. Mm -hmm. You've got, you need to offload. You really need to. And if, and if it even means that you have a child that it's hard for them, then you need to offload certain particular tasks so that you are not the only one in your house responsible for them. Yes. Yeah, I think that's a very, very important point. Um, 
because women still carry most of the mental, emotional charge. We call it emotional labor, right? That's what we call it. It's that emotional labor. And, and if you are have that, plus you have executive dysfunction, it is, so how can we support you first? Yeah. Right? The oxygen mask. What can we do for you? What are the things that you want to be offloaded? Maybe food shopping is not, maybe food or food shopping, you do it, you do it from your computer because there's less to remember when everything, again, is as visual for you. So it's really almost putting on your oxygen mask first and saying, what am I good at? What do I like to do? What are my strengths? And what can I offload to my partner? Because that's not where I, that's not where I shine. Yeah. Um, there's something really interesting that you said, and that I'd love to discuss a little bit more, is you said you focus on ADHD, but more particularly on like executive dysfunction, because you can have executive dys dysfunction without having ADHD. So it's more general and more people struggle with that. Yes. Um, we know that, you know, ADHD is kind of talked about more these days than it was 20 years ago or 30 years ago or even yes. 10 years ago. Oh, yes. Um, so, and it's also kind of what you mentioned at the beginning when you said that it was re revolutionary what you did at the very beginning of your journey. So how, you know, I, I guess there's a lot of people out there who struggle with executive dysfunction, but don't know that it is executive dysfunction or don't even know that there's anything that it could work on. So if any parents are listening in and feel like they struggle with these things that we just mentioned, like a time management and uh, clutter and organization and all of that, but they have never been diagnosed because they've ah. never been to a doctor. They've right. never been, you know, they didn't even think something could be up. Right. Um, what do you tell these people? Do you think these people could still get help? Can you, since, can yes. you kind of self-diagnose your executive dysfunction? No. Um, okay. So I want to be careful. Because I'm, not, I'm not a doctor and I do yeah. not diagnose. I want to make that really yeah. clear. So what I do want to say about the ADHD and the connection and the executive dysfunction is that, you know, when ADHD was first talked about years ago, everybody thought it was either, oh, it's a hyperactivity or yeah. it's not being able to sustain attention. That's actually yeah. not true. We all know that those of us with ADHD can actually focus Sometimes, mm -hmm. though, it's not on the right thing and for the, the right amount of time. We mm -hmm. know many of us hyper-focus. We spend 10, 12 hours playing video games as kids or as parents. We might be, you know, on our social media for hours on end and all of a sudden realize three, four hours have gone mm -hmm. by. Mm -hmm. ADHD is really about self-regulation. So I really want to say that first. That's really what it is. It's a self-regulation disorder. It's mm -hmm. being able to do the right things. Think about it at the right, bringing, I'm making it as layman as possible. Yes. It is to be able to do the right thing at the right time um, for the right amount of time with the right volume, the right energy, the right cadence, the right focus, all of those things. Mm -hmm. So I actually call them purposeful actions. Mm -hmm. That's really what they are now. I am sure there are plenty of parents out there, adults, let's call them adults, because not everybody's a, maybe, but we'll call them adults who might be saying, wait, I have a hard time sustaining effort. I have a hard time remembering things. Like, could I have executive dysfunction? Now, I'm going to even say that the pandemic in some ways also really added a lot of this, like, 
Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm more distracted. I'm, I may be even more anxious. Is that lending itself to me feeling like I can't focus or can't sustain mm-hmm. attention? You are never, ever too old to be diagnosed, ever. Yeah. I get parents who come to me all the time and say, my kid is 21. Is that too late? No. And I am allowed to say this. My, my husband wasn't diagnosed till he was 40, right? Mm-hmm. And it changed his life being diagnosed. What you need to do if you feel that you might have executive dysfunction or ADHD is you need to go to a professional. Mm-hmm. You need to find either a psychiatrist who specializes, a psychologist or a psychiatrist who specializes in ADHD or a neurologist, but you must go to a medical professional. They will diagnose you. Yeah, definitely. Coaches do not. I want to say that. And if a coach does diagnose you, then they're doing the wrong thing. We do not diagnose you. We get you after the fact. Yeah. (laughs) Does that make sense? Definitely, definitely. But since you said your husband was diagnosed at 40, I feel like some people might be listening in and feeling like, oh, this could be something that I have because I struggle with these things. And I'm a parent and, you know, I struggle to get my kid, you know, out out the door at the right time or all of these things you just mentioned. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it was, it was an important point to make. That and it is important I'm because gonna... we now, you know, we are, so we talk a lot about it at order Attic chaos. Most of everything we do, our programs desk, they are geared to parents about their kids. Yes. And we talk about procrastination and we talk about effort and we talk about being overwhelmed and the overwhelm was not something that was very big for years. I mean, talking about that. And since the pandemic, that feeling of overwhelm has mm-hmm. really been come front and centered. And in our world, we call it the TOO child, but it could be the TOO parent, right? Mm-hmm. Everything is too much, too big, too hard, too loud, too vague. That overwhelm and overload can come from many different places. Mm-hmm. So I does not necessarily mean that you have executive dysfunction or even ADHD. You must have all of some of those other factors that I mentioned, like being for, for even it to, to resonate. So again, going to a professional is really your best, best course of action. And they'll, I don't want to go into the, like the nitty gritty of it. There's like, you know, there's questionnaires and exams and such like that, that will actually mm-hmm. Um, help with your diagnose, but you're never ever too old to be diagnosed and get help. That's a great point to make. Um, And maybe especially the time when you become a parent, so many things change in your life that it could be a good time to, you know, realize that maybe that's what's been up or that's what's been kind of going on. I think what we also don't always see is let us, let us say you do have ADHD and you, and you have a partner but you've been able to manage your day-to-day life. Like let's say your home is organized in a way that makes sense for you. You're able to get up and get out the door on time. If you work outside the home or get up to work, whatever it is that you do, you're able to get through life. If you now have a child, what we have to remember, even if you don't have ADHD, if your life has been going like this and your organizing systems are going like this and your time management systems are going like this, even the amount of things you have to think about and remember, now all of a sudden you have a child. Mm-hmm. Your life has gone this way, right? But everything else has stayed the same. So it's not unusual 
to feel that overwhelm and feel that I'm not on top of things and feel that I can't be organized and time managed. What we need is to veer you to the left and make sure that what, what systems and structures and supports you have in place are continuing on that same path now that you have your child. Um, and for some, it might also mean bringing in help. And I, and I, I want to talk both sides of the coin here. Mm-hmm. On one hand, I know that some of us bringing in help is a luxury. And we can't always all afford it. I understand that. But on the other hand, some of us don't do it, not because of the expense of that, but because of the shame of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. There is, there's, I, I see it in my own world. There are some that say, I just simply can't afford it. So we work on that maybe as a gift instead of getting more onesies and more, you know, no, but think about it more toys that you, how about your, you ask your friends to bring, collect money to bring in a professional organizer who can work with you to set up systems and strategies that meet where you are in life. I do that. That is a gift that I give. I don't give onesies and, and, and burp cloths. I give the parent someone who can come in and help them if they're struggling and need it. But on the flip side, we have, we have parents who say, I can't afford it, but I'm shamed. I feel shameful. Like I should be able to do this. And I'm like, well, why? I'm going to say, I can't exercise without there being somebody next to me. I need a coach. I am a coach, but I need a coach to help. I cannot just get up in the morning and I can't. I don't feel shame. I feel like that's just something I need support with. So we need to normalize as new parents, whether we have ADHD or not, that we do need help. Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. that we do need help figuring out what does my house look like now? What does my time look like now? Mm-hmm. Right? What is my brain even? What should my brain be holding? And what can I offload? Yeah. Right? How much visual support can I put out there so I don't have to remember everything? What yeah. app can I use? Like an Evernote app where I can put everything in one place. I love Evernote. I just wanted to say that mm-hmm. so that's not a bad thing and i and i want to normalize that that help in all its forms mm-hmm. is crucial and even more generally in life i feel like getting help is never really something that comes completely free of shame or um not just in the parenting space but in many spaces um and so if you are if you have been diagnosed with adhd and you are going to become a parent soon or you already are a parent um what are I know we talked about getting help but do you have any concrete steps to preparing to become a parent or to if if you already are a parent steps that could still apply to that um for people that are diagnosed with ADHD so I'm, I'm, yes, we talked about getting help. I would actually go, cause this is not my first, I have plenty of parents that sit across my screen who tell me I'm a new parent or, or not even a new parent. I'm, I'm struggling to, to keep it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I know this is going to sound like that I'm copying out and I'm not, I think particularly if you have a new, if you are a new parent, even if you didn't, you have to let some things go mm-hmm. like, and 
the as much as you can on this doesn't necessarily mean bringing help in but as much as you can offload to someone else about if you if a friend can go grocery shopping for you if another friend can you know can you know do laundry anything at that this this is for I'm talking about for my new parents mm-hmm. so even just being a new parent you are oh you are sleep deprived you are not physically a hundred percent yet so this is not the time to say when somebody calls and says what can I do for you or what can I bring you this is not the time to say nothing this is the time to say hey you're heading to the supermarket this is what this is what I need. Or can you stop at CVS and, and pick up, you know, a, a script for me? Any way you can upload it. Um, what I always tell my my parents who, who have ADHD and are struggling is something in their life works for them, right? You 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 birthed a baby, you you are successful in many ways. So what we do in our sessions is we sit and we tap into what systems you already have in place. Mm-hmm. How do you remember to charge your phone? How do you remember to buy groceries? No, no, but this is, and, and if you don't have someone in your life like me, then this is what I want you to do. I want you to take a breath and I want you to go around your house and I want you to list every single thing that you are, that is successful. Mm-hmm. Maybe your clothes are organized in a way that works for you. Maybe you don't use hangers because they're too hard. Maybe you have taken the doors off your closet. Maybe you have a giant chalkboard in your kitchen where you just scribble. Or maybe you have a board with millions of sticky notes. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you have an alarms that go off because you like the note section in your phone. Mm -hmm. I want you to tap into what it is you are already doing and try to use, remember, I don't know you. I don't, meaning I don't know who I'm speaking to. I, if I was working with you, I would be able to really, yeah. really cultivate this. But this is what my parents say work for them. They don't, they never think that the things that they already doing are successful. Yeah. And there are things, whether it's keeping, ordering your groceries, like order your groceries online. So I'm going to give three, three tips. Mm-hmm. As much as you can order online, Mm-hmm. and not be more expensive. I want to be careful of that. I would do. My ADHD parents say that when they when they go to a store, it's what trips them up. Mm-hmm. There's more distraction, yeah. right? There's more impulse buying. Yeah. There's more, I don't remember if we have that. Yeah. When you're home and you're making that, oh, let me just check. There's mm-hmm. a lot less, there's a lot more of this than of, than of this. So as much as they, you can do at home, I think that not only that it also saves time. Yeah. So that's number one. And I see that as a big one. The other thing is as much as you can minimize and make your decisions smaller. Mm-hmm. So not 10 restaurants to order in from, not 10 subscriptions anymore for magazines you now have another human in the house that you have to take care of. So only having three magazine subscriptions, two places you buy your groceries, limiting your places you make decisions will Mm -hmm. definitely calm your brain Mm -hmm. and allow some brain space to now take care of this other. That's a big one. And I've seen that where I have a lot of my parents just start eliminating the excess. Yeah. Because that overwhelm of seeing 10 magazines come into the house or having 10 places we buy groceries from is too much. 
Yeah. Remember the overwhelmed gene? We want to take that down. Mm-hmm. And number three is we want to have as much things in our life as visual as possible. So I want you hanging analog clocks in every room of the house that you spend time in. Mm-hmm. Because to truly get time managed and know where you sit in time, you need to see time move. Mm-hmm. So having an analog in the kitchen, in the bathroom, especially the bathroom, in your children's room, in your mm-hmm. bedroom, just being able to see time will help. It'll, you, we want to lighten what you have to remember. So if you see, and I look, I've got an analog right behind me because the more you can put things out in your space, it will act as a visual cue for you. So you don't have to remember. That's a very good one. That's a very good point. It's a really, but we do that all the time. Like, can you, instead of like putting stuff on a flat surface, can you hang like things on a wall where you can see things I have to do, mail I have to respond to, maybe things I have to buy? Because when things are on, you know, we always say when things are horizontal, they're hidden. Mm -hmm. When things are vertical, they're visual. Mm -hmm. So I want you all to remember that the horizontal is hidden. The vertical is visual. Mm-hmm. So as much as you can hang in your eye space, again, it's something that you can, you're taking the load off your brain and letting something else communicate to you. It's something you need or something you have to do. I have one more thing. Mm-hmm. I, we call it an, it's, it's very pedestrian, but most of my parents say it's the best thing. They have one place in their house they set up. It might be by your back door, the garage, the front door, and they call it an in and out box. It's Mm -hmm. the one place in their house, especially when you have a child or a newborn, where things, things, when things that have to go in and out of the the house live. So that's where maybe the scroller lives. That's where the diaper bag lives. That's where it doesn't go all over the house. They find one place. And they use that also, oh, I have to do a return. That's where it goes. I actually have one woman who literally goes and puts everything just in her car. Because again, the car is acting as a visual clue. She gets in the car and she sees, oh, I have to go to the cleaners. Oh, and she has a basket. Oh, I have to pick up my script. Mm -hmm. That's actually how she does things. Instead of having, she says, taking notes for me doesn't work. So I use things as my visual cues. I I feel like we covered a lot of ground. Um, a lot of ground. <laughs> so to close up, there's one question that I like to ask uh, sure. everyone who's on the podcast, but I feel like we kind of, you kind of already answered it, but I don't know, maybe you still have some something else that's wise that you can add. Um, but I usually ask, uh, you know, if you were face-to-face with a new parent who just had a new baby, right now, what are like the top two or three tips that you would give them, uh, you know, to, to manage this crazy time. And in, in, you know, in today's episode, we could say if it's a parent that has ADHD, uh, what are the top two or three tips that, uh, you could give them just right off the bat without knowing them, but the top two or three things I would uh, tell them to do. Definitely. I feel like we touched on it a little bit already. I did touch on a little bit. I think the one I, I, I think I really like the idea because I'm going to say this. I didn't have ADHD and I did this. Mm-hmm. I did keep a box outside, right outside my back door because that's where my car was, 
where I kept things I had to do because mm-hmm. there's a lot of things you need, like there's scripts and doctors and even, and I would, I would say, again, I'm going to repeat it. And I know I would make everything as visual as mm-hmm. possible for you, particularly if you have ADHD, I mm-hmm. would make things as visual as possible. I would offload to whomever you can, the things that you truly, truly, truly do not remember. You also, I mean, I'm assuming we're, are we talking about, if we're talking to the, to the mom who just had the baby, you're also not a hundred percent yourself. Yeah. So you really need to be offloading as much as you do. And then the last thing I'm going to say, and I know you have to have some patience. You really have to be good to yourself because so much has changed that it's going to take some time to get to rewrite this, to get your sea legs, the sea legs again and build new routines, but really go around and tap into what is working already for you and build onto that. Well, perfect. Thank you so, so much. Um, that was you. great advice. I'm so grateful that you, that you came on and that you shared all of this with us. Um, I hope it can help a lot of people. Oh, I hope so too. This was wonderful. I, I think the work you guys do is amazing. So I hope any nugget I could give Mm-hmm. Um, I'll help those that are out there. And if people want to connect with you or with your company, what is the best? Sure. Way so the name of our company is order out of chaos. Um, but our website is order And we have two websites. We have a product site, a regular site. We have books and products and webinars and coaching and social media, but go there. And from there, you'll find everything you could need. Well, that's perfect. (laughs) Thank you so so much, Leslie. Thank you for having me. This was amazing. Bye, everyone. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Please rate, comment this podcast and subscribe. It can be found anywhere you like to listen to your favorite podcast and on YouTube. See you next week.